Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. KWTX at 4 starts now. And thank you for joining us today. I'm Justin Early here with meteorologist Jillian Grace, and it is Memorial Day, a day to remember our fallen service members. And a lot of folks have been uh, traveling this weekend. And for those coming home today, uh, I imagine things are okay, but maybe this evening it'll get a little dicier if they're on the road. Yeah, we have some pop-up showers and storms happening right now, mm. especially west of I-35, and really the only concerns is going to be some heavy rainfall, gusty winds, and maybe some lightning, but I think the bigger concern is going to be if you're out and about this evening, maybe on the lake, or, you know, just make sure you're paying attention to the sky when those dark clouds get a little bit closer. Download that KWTX weather app. Yes. You can have that radar ready to go, but I think most of us will be a-okay as we uh, make our way back home and get ready for the short work week. Yeah, the app is really specific to where you are in the moment, too. It can tell where you are and tells you what threats are there, so it's good to have that. Yep, and it's free, it, too. And it's free. It's <laughs> free. Let's go ahead and get to our daily four. And as we mentioned, it is Memorial Day. And on this day, many are visiting a special exhibit on the National Mall in Washington, D.C. The USAA Poppy Wall of Honor contains more than 645,000 poppies, symbolizing the U.S. lives lost in service since World War I. Of course, USAA is a financial services company geared toward the military community. Well, the Poppy Wall of Honor was installed last week and it's been on display through this weekend. And there are actually also two smaller similar exhibits. One of them is in Texas at the USS Lexington Museum, Lexington Museum in Corpus Christi, and the other one is at the Military Aviation Museum in Virginia Beach. And you see there it's full of poppies. So as for the origin of the poppy as a symbol of each service member lost, the American Legion explains it this way. It dates back to World War I and it's tied to a poem called in Flanders Fields, which describes the fields of red poppies filled with crosses for each life lost in battle. And it was written by a Canadian lieutenant, Lieutenant Colonel John McCrae was his name. Well, red poppies bloom across those battlefields of northern France and Belgium. And with the tie to World War I, of course, many countries involved in that. So several countries share this symbol of the poppy for lost service members. And for this Friday, uh, the, actually last Friday before the Memorial Day holiday, it's designated as National Poppy Day in the U.S. So you may have seen a lot of those on Friday, but that's the day that they, you know, are worn frequently. And I remember as a child seeing them, you know, little, little boy and realizing it was important, but not knowing why. It, but now we all understand, you know, the significance of it. And it's such a, you know, it's a lot of people who've lost folks serving, uh, you know, those families have sacrificed too. Mm -hmm. And so our, our hearts are with them now. And certainly it's a special day to think, take, take a little moment to pause and think about what's going on. Today. Oh yeah, for sure. I immediately thought of that when I woke up yeah. this morning, but seeing that display and the bright colors and really it also just the number of poppies right. that are right there in front of you kind of yeah. shows you just the true meaning of that and the representation of those that have fallen and just makes you think about how grateful you are today and for those that served and just the freedom that we have. People who visited that um, remarked frequently, they just were overwhelmed by the number 
-hmm. of those 645,000, 645,000 people and lives. Yeah, I just got it's the goosebumps a, when you yeah, said that. It's truly really something, but mm -hmm. it is a it is a, a beautiful and special uh, display. So I believe they'll bring it back next year. They've done it for a couple of years now, mm -hmm. and it uh, gets a lot of visitors this time of year for good reason. Now to number two in our daily four, and talking about our health, a new study may have you adding more leg days to your workout routine. There's growing evidence that building muscle strength is good for your heart, especially in your legs. So researchers in Japan, I'm sorry, in Japan, they studied quad muscles, uh, of course, the front of the upper thighs, and more than 900 older patients who were hospitalized because of a heart attack. So they found that the risk of another heart attack was more than double for those who had weak quads than patients who had strong quad muscles. And a similar study back in 2016 uh, showed that the same thing kind of happened. Their researchers found that muscle mass in your upper arms could be associated with rates of surviving heart disease. So with, with more muscle, you see a lower risk of another cardiac event. Yeah. It stands to reason that that kind of means either you are exercising, which is good for you, or you're capable of doing it. Mm -hmm. uh, both, you know, good advantages. And I know, I've seen you at the gym before. Yeah. She does a leg day. Yeah. Do a leg day. Yeah. I, I really, it's funny because my fiance and I, we work out together mm -hmm. a lot. And he likes arms and I like legs. Yeah. And it's, uh, he's also a lot taller than me. So he's like, I have longer way to go down. But now I'm going to be like, you have to do legs because it's, good it's good for your heart. But I also think a lot of guys like to work out their upper body and a lot of females like to work out their lower body. So I wonder if there's also like some correlation in that. I don't know. That's interesting though. It's a good, good thing you bring up there. Uh, I think there's a good push pull though. And especially if you work out as a couple, which I love to see that when couples work out together, it's really sweet. And I think you kind of motivate each other in different ways. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's really nice. I'm just rocking it solo, but I did like day to day and hey, it feels pretty good, right? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of, and I, you know, Elliot Wilson used to work here. Mm -hmm. He always said that it boosts your testosterone when you do a leg day. So you feel a little bit more invigorated you know, and, and strong and powerful. So work those in, don't skip leg yeah, day. Yeah, don't skip so. leg day. That's yeah. like, not, you don't have an excuse now. It's right. really good for you. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Now to number three in our daily four. Okay, so check out this mysterious green liquid that showed up in Italy's Grand Canal in Venice. Local authorities say the patch of phosphorescent green water appeared Sunday morning. The police are now involved in figuring out how it got there, including looking at surveillance video. I mean, that's kind of a, just a weird color green it's there. It's really, really bright. Right, abnormally bright, yeah. Yeah, well, so this incident happened a week after environmental activists poured charcoal in Rome's landmark Atrevi Fountain, but those activists say they aren't responsible for the green water in Venice, but this reminds me what they do in Chicago. Right. Right, yeah. At St. Patrick's yes, Day. Yes, that's right. They pour the, the dye into it. And I believe in San Antonio, they, they also do. pour the green. Yeah. Uh, you know. But there's St. Patrick's Day is a couple months ago. I wonder what's going on. It's a natural occurrence. And that, I know. So, th But they obviously think that somebody was up to they it. They think somebody did, So, because yeah. I mean, I'm, I haven't ever heard of it happening mm -hmm. outside of this. Right. And yeah, St. Patrick's Day, yeah, it's a long, a long time yeah. ago. It's like a borealis and green water <laughs> that just appears out of nowhere. I yep. wonder what that is. You hear about things in the ocean, though, water glowing or I guess creatures glowing at night and mm -hmm. things like that. But this in the middle of the day was like, it really like green. Really, really. Yeah, bizarre. I know. Like I, I'm like we have our green screen behind you, and uh, I'm like, wait, it like actually that. looks really similar to what our green wall you have to go is. To Venice for your next I know, and we can do, do that. Like that. That'd be pretty cool. So, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> See, that's a number four in our daily four. Okay, so this is, I think, uh, really special. A Bear River State, uh, or the Bear River State uh, Park in Wyoming recently welcomed an extremely rare bundle of joy. I mean, absolutely beautiful. This two-year-old white bison gave another birth to another white bison. Mm. According to members of the National Bison Association, the birth of a white bison is one in 10 million occurrence. Wow. 
Yeah. Oh, look, God, they're just beautiful. Now, the baby bison weighed around 30 pounds at birth, and it is not yet known whether it is a female or male. Many Native American communities believe the birth of a white calf is sacred and a good omen of hope that good things are about to happen. The mother of the baby calf is actually named Wyoming Hope, which when I read that, I was like, yeah. that's really cool. So we'll have to wait and see what they decide to name this new addition to the park, but that's really special. I love that. Yeah, Wyoming Hope at first blush sounds like the name of like a drama about a hospital in Cheyenne, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's a great name for, for this little white bison. And you know, going into the summer and kind of marking a new era, a uh, new period of our, for mm -hmm. our lives, new chapter, it's good to see a little symbol of hope propelling us into, so I think we're going to have pretty good, pretty good summers out there. Yeah. But it's also great to go to parks and see that special, you know, feature that they have that mm -hmm. is so rare. One in 10 million. I know. Just like, and then to capture that and like those, those images there also just show you how tiny it is and then to yeah. compare to only two years old, right. just know how much bigger they're going to be. I went to Wyoming when I was a teenager for a softball tournament up mm -hmm. there and we got to drive Around, I mean like on the side of the highway just massive yeah. bison just right there and you're like they're right you know it's almost right. like us with cows like that's yeah. how it is they're up everywhere. there yeah. so it's I mean to, to hear how rare of occurrence this is it's it's pretty cool and then almost like they made it happen with naming the mom Wyoming Hope and then this to happen it's pretty, it's pretty special. I like that, I like that. So we'll see the gender later on. But yeah, it's good to see mom and baby there together. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, coming up, look at pickleball, a closer look. It's a sport that keeps kind of sweeping the U.S. And we're going to look at the local features here coming up in just a few moments. Sports Illustrated called pickleball, one of the fastest growing sports in the U.S. So this paddle sport combines elements of tennis, badminton, and ping pong, and it's making a mark in Central Texas. A lot of places here in Central Texas, too, and here to tell us how to get in on all the fun is the chief fun officer of Be Awesome. Now we have Van Davis, our friend here, and then a new friend, pickleball pro Jody Thurmans. Thanks for being here. We appreciate you coming. Thank you. All right, so Jody, talk about pickleball and how you got involved in the sport, first of all, since you are a pro. Tell us about that a little bit. Okay, well, um, a few years back, about five years, six years, uh, somebody who is now a friend came to Waco and uh, put on a clinic. I attended that clinic and I absolutely fell in love with the sport. I think the next day I went out, bought a paddle, started playing and then became a USA Pickleball Ambassador, started giving free clinics and teaching and then uh, playing at Waco Regional and um, playing tournaments and doing everything and uh, got my teaching certification yeah. and became a certified teach uh, instructor. So yeah. that's kind of my growth, my path of pickleball. You went all in on pickleball. I went it, it all like, in. A lot of folks are doing the same thing. What is it that you love about, about pickleball, each of you, if you can explain kind of what it is? Oh gosh, pickleball, one is fun. Uh -huh. uh, this is one sport at 61 with 11 to um, knee surgery, mm. two total replacements shoulder, all of that, I can play pickleball without a lot of pain. That's really great. And the community of pickleball people alone, they just, you know, so welcoming, so nice. And I just feel like I have a place there and you don't have to be great at pickleball. I'm still learning. I'm just at the beginning stage of, of the game, but it's just so much fun. I look forward to coming too. Yeah. And why did you jump in so with both feet, you know, all the way into it so quickly? Well, I'm a competitive person. Yeah, okay. I, I've, I've played lots of sports in my life, and I, so I love the, the competition aspect mm -hmm. of it. I love that. But what I also like is like what Van was saying is that when you don't want that, you can also have the mm -hmm. social game. You know, you can visit with people. It's, it's just you, you have the, the best of both worlds, yeah. the competition and the social side of the game. In 
just a quick synopsis, because we see some people playing, but what is generally the, the goal of pickleball? How, how does it work? Can you give us the basic way, way it works when you play pickleball, as opposed to the sports we mentioned that are kind of fused together in this? Yeah, so it's, it's a lot like tennis, um, or you could think of it as playing um, like ping pong standing on the table. <laughs> Okay, that's a really good comparison. Yeah, I like that. Okay. yeah. So there's a lot of elements of, of of tennis and ping pong involved in it, and you can play singles or you can play doubles. We mostly play doubles because you don't have to run as much, yeah, and good. it's hot in Central Texas, <laughs> so it's 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 great for that. Yeah, and there's actually this pickleball community fun day coming up. It's Saturday, June third. So what can you tell us about that? Well, it's this Saturday. We want all the people who are new to pickleball to come to this event. It's going to be held um, at the Waco. Regional Tennis and Fitness Center, and there are three different time slots that people can sign up for. If you're seniors, 55 and older, you can sign up for the 8:30 time slot. If you have family, bring out the whole family, sign up for the 9:30, and general public is at 10:30, and it is free. We'll have all the paddles, all the balls for everyone, and uh, even water. So oh, yeah, yes. just and come. even water, especially <laughs> water, right? Got to have that too. No, that's great. Okay, so just wear comfortable shoes. Oh comfortable yes, shoes. comfortable shoes. Yeah, yes. athletic shoes. <laughs> and if you look at that QR code right there and scan that with your phone or your tablet, you'll take you to a website that has a lot of great information for you, and you can sign up. Also on Tuesday, June the sixth, strength and stretch. Tell us about yes. that. Yes. Well, my summer series of the strength and stretch uh, will start June sixth, and it's going to, it's going to go all the way to. Um, uh, August, the first week of August, and we want people to come out, especially teachers. Mm -hmm. Now that teachers, you know, you've had a great year, yep. uh, it's time to take a break, and at the same time, come and get stronger. Yes. Uh, we, I'm going to be doing a a uh, free strength and stretch workout for teachers, all the teachers in our community to come out for a free workout on June 6th at 9 a.m. to 9.45 at Crestview Church of Christ Community Center. And uh, we're gonna have a great time together and I'll have all the equipment, people just show up. If you're like me, you go in hard on strength and forget the stretch. And then one day you wake up and you can't put your socks on. So right. stretch is important. Very as, important. As we, as we grow, as we grow, uh, it's very, very important. Uh, okay, so. Can you give me a little bit of a skill with this racket? Can you show me a good, maybe a wrist on, skill, or how should I, <laughs> without necessarily doing it? We could probably knock a ball around if you want to. You think about, um, you want to hold it like, like you're shaking hands with okay. it, okay? Kind of like tennis in that way. Yes, right. right. Okay, so like and, um, you know, when it's, and one of the great things about pickleball is uh, you, you have to serve underhand. Okay. So it takes away really super athletic oh, so people's ability that. to yeah, dominate the games. Okay. So it's kind of the great equalizer. Yeah, the sport is like great that. because you don't have to be super athletic because you have to serve underhand. The other team has to let the ball bounce before hit it. And when it comes back, you have to let the ball bounce. And it's just so regular ground strokes or whatever. And then we also have a shot that's called dinking, which is the soft dinking. game okay. where you just lightly touch it and hit the ball over the net. And, uh, but then if you leave it high, Van will show you what she does with that. Yes. Oh. <laughs> so if it gets high, you, you, get, you get that moment to stretch yes. those muscles and oh, yes. high for it. As long as you keep the ball within the boundaries, <laughs> you can do whatever you want practically. Yeah. Yes. I guess, you know, with that smaller space, you know, I guess it really does probably limit the injury possibility too, right? Because you're not making those crazy dives or anything or probably not hurting your joints as much because of that, right, too, I would think. A lot of people, um, once they get a little bit older, maybe they can't do the overhead serve in tennis anymore. Um, they they kind of gravitate yeah. towards pickleball because it is an underhand serve. The court is, you can put four pickleball courts in the space of one tennis court. That's a good point. So you don't have to run as much. So there's a lot of advantages to it. And I think that's why it started in the older community, the retirement set. 
but the average age is just dropping oh. and dropping and dropping and dropping. There, yeah. there are pros now on the tour that are in their teens. Yeah, oh, I believe it, I believe it. Well, yeah. very popular, and we appreciate what you're doing to bring it here and expose us to it, and teach us a few things about handling and all the rules and stuff like that. So thanks for coming today. We sure. Thank you very much. I do want to uh, yeah, say thank you to the, the Waco Regional Tennis and Fitness yes. Center for allowing us to host this event there. Yes. I was going to do this, but you can't do it. So let's, like, let's go out with like a little <laughs> underhand. Sort there you go. And then sure. underhand. There you go. <laughs> and it bounced it. So it didn't Winner. Win that, did that, that, it, it, does that win? Okay. That's Man, a winner. Like, all right, thanks. We'll be right back. Stay with us.